Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we have an awesome guest. He helps entrepreneurs and their leadership teams get what they want from their businesses. His EOS Entrepreneurial Operating System has helped thousands of business owners get a grip on their business, break through the ceiling, and deliver better results and more fulfilling lives for the people who run them. And his goal, his purpose, his passion is to help you unlock the power of human energy within your organization, get everyone rowing in the same direction, and help you get what you want from your business. So let's welcome Scott Goodrich. How are you doing today, Scott? I'm doing great, Victor. Thanks so much for having me. Pleasure to be with you. Oh, it's great to have you on. Scott, I'd like to get started by asking you to please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, so uh, like a lot of folks back in 2016, what was going through the end of, of a work that I was doing with a particular company, the, the, the work that I was doing there was wrapping up and was kind of looking for what I was going to do next. And, and I'd always wanted to jump back into to the entrepreneurial world and, and to, to own my own business. I had done a bunch of that in my early years and had gotten away from it. And, and so did, did the looking around and, and like many others thought the right entree point would be on the franchise side of things. So just did some research there and some, some franchises that, that were available and uh, landed on a concept that uh, came out of uh, Portland, Oregon uh, in the haircut and color industry. Now, uh, those that uh, can't see me, would, would Victor can tell you that I'm a bald guy with a haircut shop. So uh, I'm not exactly a customer of the business in which I own with my wife, um, but it's been been quite a journey in learning what it's like to own this business, but then you also have this this franchise element associated with it. Um, and, and so that my that entree was 2016. Um, we were really you know, excited to have an internet proof business. That was a concern back at the time. Victor, right? Internet proof businesses, and what do you have there? Um, not a pandemic proof business, as it turns out. And uh, so we had uh, lots of opportunity to learn and grow when the pandemic hit us in uh, early 2020. Uh, and we now have that business for uh, seven years. And uh, it's actually uh, has bounced back from the pandemic and can dig into that if you'd like. But but it's been been quite a journey through those ups and downs. And all of that, what I went through, and, and building out a business and understanding what works, what do, what doesn't, and, and really having to deal with both the the reality of it, the revenue side of it, but also the mental aspect of it is what I try to pour into my work now, working with companies and helping them build their businesses um, and uh, using all of the tools laid out uh, in the entrepreneurial operating system by our founder and the author of the book, Traction, Gina Wickman. You know, he, he gets all the credit and he's the one that laid the foundation here. For many of us to follow and really implementing all those things that he realizes makes businesses, make entrepreneurs, make them great in what they do. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that, Scott. So your your work was finishing up with a company in 2016. You wanted to get back. You'd done entrepreneurial stuff in your younger years. And, you know, the bug seems to hit you again. And you wanted to get back to doing it. You're looking into franchising. And you and your wife uh, looked into doing a haircut and color industry. And um, you've been doing that the last seven years. Um, you wanted something that was internet proof. Unfortunately, it turned out to be pandemic proof, as we found out in 2020. A lot of industries yeah. got hit really, really hard by the pandemic. And, sure. Uh, and um, yeah, and you mentioned you went through a lot of ups and downs. 
But and I like to ask you a little bit more about that because because yeah. during those ups and downs, you learn what works, what doesn't work. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs go through this in their business. They go through these ups and downs. You know, sometimes there's some months that go really well, and then there are like a few months where there's for whatever reason there's a lot of struggle going on. Now, not a lot of money's coming in, and um, sometimes they just quit and give up. And, you know, they have to give up the business. And so, could you talk a little bit of how what 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 how did you and your wife survive? How did you guys keep pushing through whereas a lot of people would have given up and how were you able to overcome it was part of it like changing some of the tactics you did was uh was a big part of your mindset and personal development what were some of the things you did that helped pull you guys through this tough time yeah and, and i would i would say i wish i knew then what, what i know now and when it, when it comes to really running an entrepreneurial business because the the first thing i would say is that the things that you learn in, in working or being part of larger companies don't necessarily apply when you're when you're running a small business and and you try to apply some of those things and, and you just find out that they fall flat you just don't have the the scale of so they, they are definitely two different mindsets um yeah and it was real i mean there, there was a couple of times there victor when i was taking money out of my savings account to make sure that it got over to the business account so that I could pay the employees that we had there. The, the, our setup as, as owning this this business is that everyone is a W-2 employee. And one thing we, my wife and I had always committed to is that if we were going to hire folks, we would always, always, always put them first um, before anything else that, that we did. But th that was pain associated with it. Um, so, so that commitment there. Now, a couple of things that that we did do early on that we did pivot on um, was was the manner in which we we paid our employees, and that that change in the compensation structure was pretty critical. We had to vary a little bit from what was recommended by the franchisor in order to make that happen. And so, that was one of the first things that we did. The second thing we did was on the marketing side, Victor, and it was interesting. the The business that had been built in Portland and Seattle by an individual who uh, was really well tied into both those communities. And he had done a lot of what I would call hand-to-hand -hand marketing, right? The sort of guerrilla marketing, uh, mm -hmm. just, just getting out there in the community and driving that. And that was what we were given as sort of the guide or, or the template. But, but I think it was also a little dated. And, and so an early on decision that we made was that we were going to invest in some of the digital marketing um, primarily within Google and trying to drive our ratings, our, our um, existence on Google up to the place where it needed to be. Learning that folks have a lot of choices, frankly, to, to where they want to go and get, get this basic service done, right? Haircut's a fairly basic service. And oftentimes it's, it's proximity um, that, that, that drives that choice or whatever possible search. Seems simple now, but this was not the direction we were given when we opened the thing. And, and so pretty quickly, within the first year, we decided to, to, to pour our dollars into building our presence in the search functions and, and having that be our bread and butter for building out the business. Um, and that has paid off because the consistency we've been at is, is what's continued to have us grow and the success we've had today. And, and I know... So someone's listening to say, well, of course, that's what you should do. But frankly, that wasn't the playbook. And what seems obvious today was just in the moment was a, you know, a big decision that we had to make, but it, ma it made all the difference for us. Mm -hmm. no, thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, so you mentioned some things you learned. Number one, you know, either work for a large company and you realize later on that what works for the large companies does not necessarily work for the small companies. They're two different beasts and they got to be handled a little bit differently. 
And during those sort of times, you had to, you and your wife had to go into your savings account, you know, often to pay your employees, you know, during the pandemic times, because you wanted to make sure that they got paid first, which I think is very wonderful uh, and definitely commendable taking care of your employees. And you also, you know, made some changes from the way the franchise wanted things done. Like you changed a little bit the payment, the manner matter of payments and employees, and also did some changes on the marketing side. You said it was originally, much was based on this guy who was doing it primarily in Seattle and Portland, but you realize after all, it was a little dated. And and your focus went to digital marketing Google. Now, and you built, you guys built up your presence in in the search function. Now, and, and it is interesting because, like you said, a lot of times just the local business people just try to find what's close and, you know, price-wise and what's pretty good. But uh, apparently you're able by, uh, you, know, you know, building up your presence on the search function, you guys have grown it. So uh, I'm guessing with pretty much any kind of business, even like what's so-called what a local business, you figured your local people come. It seems like with pretty much any kind of local business, if you improve your search function, you know, you can, you can increase your business. Is that correct? Yeah, and look, I'm no Google expert, so I'd be the first one to tell you. The other thing that we did, Victor, is that we did not try to learn all this ourselves. And you'll hear different folks talk about, do you need to take this work on yourself or do you need to take this work and give it to someone else? And I, I decided early on that I wanted the expertise in areas where I didn't have the familiarity. And so I've learned along the way, but I did turn over the expertise on having someone really work to optimize that search and that spend on our behalf. Um, I, I just there was an urgency to it. And if we were going to invest in it, I wanted to make sure I bought the right folks to it. I, I've, I, I really have come to believe that there, are, it's really important who's doing the work and not how it's getting done and, and trust the right who's to get that work done. I borrow that from, uh, from Dan Sullivan and, and Benjamin Hardy who wrote a book called Who Not How. But that, right, you got to find the folks who really know what to do. And, and, and I didn't need to learn everything. Look, I didn't know how to do haircuts either. Right? I didn't need to learn anything, but I, I was building out what is going to be the playbook that's going to work for us. That is probably different than the playbook handed to us by the franchisor, which is not why I bought the thing in the first place, but that's the pivot we had to make. And I'll, I'll take it this step further. I'll give my wife a lot of credit in this work here. Cause as we were coming out of the pandemic, we made some bold moves operationally. Once again, different than the recommendation from the franchisor. But at that point in time, we got to make a go of this thing and continue to grow it. And we made some really critical operational moves in terms of how we were structured, how we built our team out, the hours that we worked, how we brought in new clients. All of these little things just continue to add up. But we, I think that the theme would be we, we saw what worked, saw what didn't. We didn't stay in neutral. We challenged what was given to us. We, we challenged what was out there. And, and pivoted there and then brought in the expertise where we needed it to make us go forward. And, and those are the types of lessons that I think work no matter what. So whether in my instance, we're talking about Google spend or someone else who may be talking about bookkeeping or, or you're, you're someone else you're talking about, hey, I'm not very good administratively. I got to bring in that complimentary piece. Go find the folks right, that, that, that have that expertise that you don't have. And frankly, they probably like to do that type of work a lot more than you do. So go find them, right? That's the at the end of the day, that's what we talk about when who not how or when we use EOS terminology, delegate and elevate. Do the things you're good at and find the others to complement you with the things that they're good at. And, and so pick whatever part of that business that is. But the more that you can do that, the more you're going to be able to elevate the business and really allow it to grow uh, in, in a way that's faster than, than you would have experienced otherwise. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think there's definitely a lot of wisdom there. Um, do the thing, you know, number one, 
try not to remain stagnant. You know, make these little changes here and there, and a lot, it's lots. At the moment, the little changes don't seem that big, but over the course of time, they become big and big changes, and they lead to a lot of results. And get the right person. You mentioned the book Who Not How. I read that book, and I totally agree. It's a great book. Very often, people focus too much on the how instead of get the who. So those things, for example, you're not that good. There's someone, like you said, is really good at doing it, and they love to do it. So have them do that so you can focus on the things you're really good at, and you get a lot more done, and you'll make a lot more money. A lot of times, I think sometimes people make the mistake. And sometimes you have to in the beginning because, you know, finances, you have to do a lot of it by yourself. But as you're growing a little bit more, you need to learn to delegate more because it's it's not scalable otherwise. Um, what you said made me think of one of my friends. He's uh, you know, he was doing pretty well. He was making I don't know like fifteen thousand a month. So he was doing pretty well, and he went to it. Uh, an event by the marketing guy Frank Kern. It was like a three day event, and Kern was only there maybe four or five hours. But he had a fifteen minute conversation with him, and he and he asked uh, my friend Frank asked him, "So are you duplicating yourself?" He says, "What do you mean?" Have you taught other people to do what you do so you don't have to do every single thing by yourself? You could teach them or, you know, hire them to do things um, so that, you know, you could focus on things you're, you're really good at. He says, no, I don't. He says, you should. You do that. What your things will change. So he got off, went home, hired a bunch of people, had to move in with him, like seven, eight guys. Next month, he did 100000 And he's never done less than 100000 ever since because... Instead of trying to do everything by himself, he hired a bunch of people to it. I went to a first event, and he was just doing talking all weekend. And I see a bunch of other guys, they're all on their Mac laptops, you know, doing work, you know, fulfilling orders, whatever, reaching out to people. So what you said, that who is so important. You have hired them to do those things and do the things you're really good at. Yeah. So the, the tool that we use in EOS that represents this, I mentioned is delegate and elevate. But Victor, there are things that you are really good at and you like to do. Right. And that represents sort of the figure two by two box. Right. That That's the top left quadrant view. I really like it. I'm really good at it. Well, you should spend. 80 plus percent of your time doing that stuff. But in the other boxes, what even if you're good at it, but you don't like it, and, and even worse, if, you, if you're not good at it and, and don't like it, so spend zero time on that stuff. So that, that's what we're talking about here is finding the folks. Because the beautiful thing is for everything that is in my bottom right box, which is don't like it, not good at it, right? there's someone that actually is really good at it that likes to do it. And you're going to get so much more from them. And then you're going to really elevate your thinking. And this kind of leads into the second Dan Sullivan book I love to reference, which is 10X is easier than 2X, right? Sullivan and, and Hardy wrote that second book. And that's what 10Xing is all about. That's how you really have your business take off is you realize, where am I going to make the biggest gains? Well, it's going to be doing the things that I'm good at, my unique ability, the thing that I'm going to bring to the table that others can't or, or don't in this, in this environment that we're in. I've got to spend my time on there or what I'm going to be doing is incremental or I'm going to be fulfilling orders when I've paid to go to a conference to listen to someone speak how to do my business better, right? Like that's, that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing in that instance because you, you're, you're, you're not detaching yourself from there. And, and ultimately what we're talking about is spending time on your business and not in it, right? That, that is where you've got to get to it. And the early on entrepreneur, small business owner, they're in it all the time. It's those that can get out of it and get on top of the business fast. Those are the folks that start to really take off, uh, regardless of how great the idea is, how great the service is, that differentiating of how do I get above it and really kind of see the path I want to follow here rather than getting in there, cranking through the orders or, or doing the work. That Those are the kinds of game-changing moves that, uh, that's the best one to make. No, absolutely. And yeah, you can't really scale until you do that, you know, do the things like 80% of the time, you know, focus on the things you're really good at. And then the other 
parts, you know, just yeah. hire other people to do it. And it's, it's really scalable. Um, one of my early mentors, he told me, if you don't have an assistant, then you are an assistant. So you need to get <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that. That's great. That's, <laughs> it's spot on. It's spot on. I heard someone had that. They actually used it as their logo. It was, it was their little <laughs> thing. And they were just like, if you don't have one, then that's what you are, right? And because you're going to have to spend a certain amount of time doing administrative. And I want to be conscious here to, to, to anyone listening. That's not easy. It's not easy to, to do that because it's expensive. And of course, you're looking at the revenue and the revenue minus that expense. You're looking at the bottom line going, I can't really afford to bring someone on here. Right. And, and look, we're all good faith that I've been faced with that. I, I'm not I'm not immune to having those types of conversations. Um, but that elevation that comes from when when you when you do that and, and make that move is, is so critical. So um oftentimes what I hear from, from folks is, boy, wish I had made this higher X months ago. Right. Instead of waiting. And and the fear is that, well, I'll pay for it when I have the money. But the point is, it'll pay for itself if you get into the right way of thinking. Uh, but you've got to adjust as well. Right. Right. And that's that. What you said, that duplicating. You can't run around doing it yourself, finding others to do it so you can focus on some bigger things. But those things are not easy. Those are not easy decisions. It's, it's, it's tough to take on. And I'm very mindful of that as, as an entrepreneur, kind of, kind of going through the ups and downs of, of early revenue cycles. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's especially in the beginning, you know, when you know finances are kind of tight. But like you said, after a while, you do have to look into doing that because, like you said, you put the investment in and you'll get such a greater return on it. And you mentioned the book 10x is easier than it took. I haven't read that book, but I'm definitely looking to buy that one yeah, because I yeah. definitely love the who, not how. Now, I want to ask you a little bit more about the entrepreneur operating system of yours. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. And I want to be very, very clear. It's what I coach and, and what I teach and try to work with business owners, not mine. Uh, Gino Wickman is, is the founder and creator of of the of EOS. And it's it's based on a book he wrote. Uh, I think it was released in 2007. So it's got uh, got some length now uh, called Traction. And, and basically what, what we try to do when we work with um, entrepreneurs, business owners, is we want to really help them get what they want from the business that they started. And so, yeah, what, what does that mean? Well, let's find out what you intended to get there. Were you looking for flexibility? Were you looking to grow something? Are you looking to sell it? Are you, are you looking to, to merge with some other company? And, you know, what is it that you're really looking? What is the purpose that you had for this? Let's determine what that is. And then let's lay out the plan, the execution to make that happen. You know, oftentimes, Victor, the, the folks that are, are creating organizations and companies, they're, they're the idea people. They're the founders. They're the visionaries is the term that we use in EOS, the, the visionaries. And, and the visionaries have this great ability to think about the next thing and, and really evolve and, and be coming up with new ideas of how they're going to grow their business. But what is often lacking in that case is really the execution. How are you going to deliver on all these ideas, services, products that are out there? And EOS, as, as you referenced in the intro, is a way to harmonize all of the human capital, all of the energy that exists in the business to deliver on the vision, right? So that's the execution part of it. And, and when we can get everyone understanding where the company's going and then executing with a bunch of discipline and accountability, you really start to get a company that has traction, to borrow a phrase, right? And to execute it. And, and we do that not through software, because we do say it's an operating system, but it has nothing to do with software. It, it, it has to do with some simple tools, some techniques, and some teaching that we want to help companies master so that they can plan their work, plan their year, 
plan their court, right? We want to help them in that process of execution in a way that might not have had the time or thought about doing previously. So at the end of the day, when we work with a company, we're going to deliver to them a clarity of vision, help them execute with a high degree of accountability and get traction, and then ultimately build a really healthy team that's working together and delivering on all that the company wants to deliver on. So that vision, traction, healthy aspect of, of helping a business get all in the same direction as what we talk about with EOS. Mm-hmm. Okay, so basically, if you mentioned that um, you you need you're looking for what they're trying to do. Are they looking to are they looking for flexibility, merging the business, selling it, and then you know they lay out the plan, and you talk about visionary, think about the next thing. But the one problem is they often don't know how to execute the plan, which is something really important. So basically, EOS uh, kind of harmonizes the human capital and energy to deliver on the vision. Uses very simple tools, and it helps to plan things so this clarity of vision and accountability. Now, um, I'm assuming are most of your businesses, I'm guessing, uh, small to mid-sized businesses, um, and I yeah. guess a lot, and a lot of them, uh, and probably not aware of some of these things, like you know, having this accountability, you know, having decision how to deliver it. It's because mm-hmm. maybe, maybe because is it because sometimes uh, they they just ha- maybe is it a lot of them newer uh, business owners like they they're not aware of some of the things they need to plan for, or you know, having having building this foundation uh, or or just having this vision is is that part of this or the other things or just. You know, what are some of the reasons you think um, they lack some of it? Is a lack of experience? Sure, not necessarily, not necessarily, Victor. I mean, it, that that can be. Uh, so you're spot on with with the, with the size of the organization. You're going to find small to mid sized businesses are the right privately held organizations, right? That that's really the the demographic behind it. Um, but the the psychographic profile or the mindset of the of the owner and his or her leadership team is really what what matters the most. It, typically. This group of individuals, they are growth oriented, right? So, so they do want to grow the business. Uh, they're open, they're honest, they're vulnerable. And, and frankly, they're more dissatisfied with the status quo than they are of making a change. So they are change oriented in their thought process. And, and they're in a place, Victor, where they've got some degree of frustration. That maybe they're feeling stuck. They've tried a bunch of things and that hasn't worked. They've hit a ceiling. You might hear him say, no one else in this business cares as much about it as I do, right? So the, they're, they're, they're frustrated with their people. Um, or maybe the business has grown too fast and they've lost control and they, and, and they don't know how to get their arms back around it, right? So, so we, we talk about that psychographic profile, but also the frustrations that, that often come with, with the business as it goes through its stages of growth. And, and so what we're, we're trying to do is to step in there and, and show them that there is a, a better way to address these frustrations. There is a way to get your arms around your business, get a grip on your business. And, and that, that if you can put into to practice some real simple tools and concepts, it can help you break through those ceilings and get through these fears of frustration. All businesses have them. So we're trying to arm the business owners and their leadership teams with some tools to help fight through when they do get stuck. Okay, got it. That makes sense. So there's a lot of different uh, issues. Like some of them, it's like they're frustrated, they're stuck, they don't feel like they're growing, or there's, there's issues with their employees or something. But also on the other hand, it could be something they're growing too fast and they don't handle handle all that growth, and that could be really overwhelming sometimes. Because like, wow, this is nice, but man, this is really overwhelming. So you show yeah. them how to handle both sides, which makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah. so um, okay, so thanks for sharing that. Now. Um, 
as we're coming toward uh, the end of our interview, are there any last minute pieces of, of advice you'd like to leave with our audience? Sure. Well, 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 first and foremost, and I'll just make this an offer as well, but the, the whole entrepreneur operating system or EOS is based on the book Traction. And if there's anyone interested in getting a copy of the book Traction, I have them available for free. Um, so, Victor, if you wouldn't mind dropping it in there, or folks can reach out to me. I, I think getting reading through it, even if there's just a couple of you so far in the business, but you have plans to get bigger, you're guaranteed to pull something from what's in there that's going to help your business today. Even if you don't go through a full coaching process and try to implement all the tools and all that, you're always going to grab a couple nuggets from there. So, so I firmly believe that if you're an entrepreneur, you're running a business, you've got to you've got to read the book Traction. And you're going to grab something from there, but I, but I would leave your 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 folks with, with this thought here, and, and we say this to all of our business owners, and, and you mentioned it uh, before we even got started here. So every business owner should have someone that they can talk to, a peer or a, a mentor, someone that they trust. But you need to have a go-to person that you can go to. Secondly, find a group of folks that are similar to you. Maybe it's in your industry. Maybe it's you join. Uh, a mastermind group or a peer mentoring group or, or grab one of the national ones, a Vistage or, or an EO group, but have that meant, uh, have that peer group that you can go back to for, for advice. And then the third thing, and this is where EOS comes in, make sure you're running your business on a system that, it, that you, that you follow. Obviously I'm talking about EOS and, and we believe, you know, the, the concepts laid out in EOS and, and um, at a part of the book traction, right? That that's what we believe in, but there are others. I'm not gonna. I won't give voice to, but there are other operating systems. But be intentional about running the business in, in that way. So have a mentor, have a peer group, and have an operating system for your business that you that you're running your business on. That's going to give you the consistency, the scalability, and the tools to overcome the times when you get stuck and you hit a ceiling, uh, which is inevitable. Uh, and so I guess that would be my takeaway for for business owners is to be thinking about your business in that manner. No, I like that. Definitely have that go-to person, whether it's another peer or a mentor, have that peer group as well, and make sure your business is running on a system, be intentional, and that will give you consistency and scalability, which is what everyone wants. So definitely a lot of good stuff. So, Scott, listen, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It was a real pleasure having you on. You shared a lot of great advice, a lot of great tips, and definitely learned a lot uh, listening to you. And if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, probably through LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me at Scott Goodrich dash EOS. That's the, that's the my uh, my my uh, LinkedIn address. You can find me there. You can also email me scott.goodrich at EOS Worldwide. So you can find me there as well. Um, and like I said, I, I do make that offer out there if we can drop it out. But if you want to reach out to me either on LinkedIn or through through email, then I'm happy to uh, send you a copy of the book Traction. And uh, lastly, I'll just say I also have a podcast, uh, Victor Men the Same Space You. It's called Grow Your Damn Business. And uh, it's uh, we talk to entrepreneurs there just like Victor does here. So we're in the same space. But if you want to hear more entrepreneurs talking about their stories, uh, check out Grow Your Damn Business. Sounds like a great podcast, Grow Your Damn Business. Check it out. Thanks again, Scott. Really appreciate it. Have yourself a wonderful day. Appreciate it, Victor. Thank you for the time. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. Please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.